0: Friends, can I ask, what is it that you are believing for today? We just sang this incredible song. We heard testimony of my friend Thomas in the midst of the journey of his life. And, and we know that in Thomas's circumstance, man, the, the thing that he is believing for, the thing that we are believing for with him is big. And maybe today there's something big in your life that you are believing God for, or maybe compared to what our friend Thomas is walking through, what what you're believing for seems somewhat small. It it matters to you, but, but it doesn't seem that big. There's others of us today, maybe we're here, and if we're honest, we're not really believing for anything. We just showed up, a friend invited us, a family member invited us, we tuned in online. But can I ask another question? What actually gives us the ability or the right to believe? What what gives us access to believe for more than what it is that we're currently experiencing or what it is that we might be up against or what it is that we are journeying through? What gives us the right to believe? The reason we have the right to believe is because there was a king named Jesus. Yeah, and this king was different. He was different. See, from the dawn of time, both kings and kingdoms have come and gone. Some good, some bad. Some helpful, some hurtful. But I want to remind you today, there is one kingdom that has Remained. In fact, its king has remained on the throne for over 2,000 years for when he claimed our victory. His name is Jesus. What's so different about this king named Jesus? Today we celebrate, we sing, we reflect because we come to this point in the journey towards Easter Sunday called Palm Sunday. I want to read a few verses to you out of Matthew chapter 21, where Matthew writes in his gospel account of the life of Jesus, that day that Jesus entered into the city of Jerusalem, knowing what he was going to face, knowing what was ahead of him in the next number of days. We refer to this day as as Palm Sunday. In Matthew chapter 21, he writes this, When they approached Jerusalem and they came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus then sent two disciples, telling them, Go into the village ahead of you. At once you will find a donkey tied there with her foal. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. Friends, do not miss this. That day on Palm Sunday, Jesus is doing something significant. And what is it? He is fulfilling prophecy. 500 years earlier, Zechariah, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writes a prophetic word. And in that, Matthew now draws back 500 years later and reminds the audience, tell daughter Zion, see your king. Can you say king? king? Your king is coming to you. Gentle and mounted on a donkey on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did just as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and it's full. Then they laid their clothes on them and he sat on them. The very large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others were cutting branches from trees and spreading them on the road. Then the crowds who went ahead of him and those who followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heavens. That word Hosanna means this: literally, Lord. Save now. See, the people for centuries have been looking forward and longing for the day that the Messiah, the coming one, the the one that all of the law and prophets pointed towards, and, and here the people are crying out, God, save now. Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in an uproar saying, Who is this? Think about that. Three words. Who is this? That same three-word question is a question that each of us will answer. Each of us is going to answer that question some way. There's a lot of opinions about Jesus. There's a lot of ideologies about Jesus. But understand, Jesus is openly declaring as he comes into Jerusalem exactly who he is. He's the fulfillment of all the law, of all the prophets. He is the coming one. He is the Messiah. And friends, this changes everything. Don't miss this. Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. He is putting on display for the world to see. I am the one that you've been looking for. I am the one that you have been hoping for. What I love about this, it is all a setup. Jesus is setting everybody up saying, this is the fulfillment. I'm here. I've arrived. And here's why this matters to us. Because Jesus is revealing something about who he is as our king. I asked the question a moment ago, what is it that you're believing for? And I want you to hear this today. We have access to the impossible. Why? Because our king named Jesus, he did the improbable. We have access to what in our natural minds does not make sense. It's it's impossible. But why do we have access to that? It's not because we're so good. It's not because we've done enough good things. It's not because we finally attended enough consecutive Sundays. Come on, somebody. We have access to the impossible. Why? Because our King named Jesus did the improbable. Tyler, what do you mean by that? Most kings sit on their thrones and wait for their subjects to come to them. But our king, our king set aside the privilege of his throne. And friends, he came to us. He did the improbable. See, this is exactly what Paul is talking about in Philippians two, where he says, though Jesus is the very essence of God, he didn't cling to that, but he set aside his privilege and he took upon the role, the form of a servant. Something that I want you to understand about this king named Jesus. First, I want you to understand that this king, he came to us, he came to us. See, many of the world's religions has this worldview, this ideology that humanity exists to somehow work their way towards a God to somehow appease them and please them. Can I tell you Christianity is radically different because what we see this day that Jesus enters into Jerusalem knowing what is in front of him over the next week that that he will suffer in our place he will die as our sacrifice and our substitute he will be buried but friends in a week from today we're going to gather together we are going to celebrate why? because the grave is empty but understand Christianity is radically different than the religions of this world. Because the the understanding we have is not that we somehow work our way toward God, but God in his goodness. You see, Christianity is all about a good God who set into motion a good creation with a good plan. And the reality is sin messed it up, but the story doesn't stop there. Because our God, our King, he came to us. But don't miss the significance of how he came to us. The people of his day, they they were expecting the Messiah to come in as a a conquering king on the back of a war horse. But you note that Jesus, he enters the city that day on the back of a donkey. Don't miss this. He could have come in on the back of a war horse because he has, and he had all authority. He could have come in and kicked Rome out with a word. But he came in on the back of a donkey to to symbolize, to recognize this mission was a mission of goodwill. He was coming as a servant. He came to us knowing what was ahead for him. He came to us knowing the significance of what he is now communicating in the open. You see, friends, we need a king who will do the improbable. And what is that? We need a king who will come to us. But this king, he not only came to us, he also came for us. He came for us. He didn't come just for his own individual self-centered purpose although understand if he is god and he is god he could come however he pleases because understand we are just the creation we are not the creator so if if he wanted to have a self-focus in this journey he has every right to do that but understand he came and did for us what we could never do for ourselves if we had a hundred or a thousand lifetimes friends we would never be able to do for ourselves what jesus has done for us see though he didn't come for a self-centered purpose understand he he came for a sacrificial purpose sacrificial purpose he came for us he came for us because we need a savior He came for us because we need a substitute. He came for us because we need a rescuer. I wanna remind us, the greatest need in our lives is not just self-help or affirmation. We need rescue. We need redemption. We need a king who will rule for our good and ultimately for his glory because he does all things well. We need a king who will do the improbable. What does that mean? We need a king who will come for us. But don't miss this because our king, he entered the city openly displaying who he is, knowing what lies ahead of him. And friends, in a matter of days, he's going to suffer in our place. He's going to be sacrificed in our place. He will die on the cross. He will be buried. He will rise again. And we can't miss that point because understand this about our king. Our king is still ruling. He's still ruling. You see, don't miss this. He, he sat back down on his throne. The author of Hebrews 12 in chapter 12 reminds us of this truth that, that when Jesus was done he sat down. In other words, he is ruling and reigning today. His kingdom is still at work. His kingship is still coming to us and coming for us. And please hear this. This isn't just history. This is reality. It changes everything. In verse 10, I read it a moment ago. It was a three-word question. Who is this? He's the king who came to us and for us. Our king is here. And I bring this question to your attention one more time. What is it that you're believing for today? What gives us the right to believe is because we have a God who came to us and came for us. And through the work that he's done for us, friends, we have access. You see, today we can believe for the impossible. Why? Because our king was willing to do the improbable. Today, I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet all across this room, in the balcony as well. Those who are watching at home, would you stand to your feet? And as you do, I'm going to welcome our pastors and prayer team to join me down front, (laughs) because today we're going to go back into a time of worship, and yet here's what I know. There's some people in this room, you are believing for God to do something in your life. Maybe it's in your life, maybe it's in your family, maybe it's you you wanna stand in the gap for somebody else. But in a moment, I'm gonna welcome you as the team leads us back into that song. I'm gonna welcome you to step out from where you are and we are going to pray and we are going to believe that God is going to do what only he can do. Friends, our King is alive. We have victory because of who he is. And so today, listen, I want you to to allow space in your heart to say, God, what is it that you want to do? What is it that only you can do? And allow Him to meet you at that point of need. And here's what we're going to do right now. My friend Thomas is actually here in the room today with us. So Thomas, I know you're not planning on this, but, but would you come? Would you... Would you stand right down here in church? Here's what I'm gonna ask. Would you all stretch a hand towards Thomas? And we're gonna pray, and we're gonna ask, and we're gonna believe that God will do what only He can do. Come on, church, would you pray with me right now? Father, we thank you for the power of a testimony. And God, we stand with Thomas today. God, believing that only you can do what you can do. God, we turn our attention to you, the author. In the finisher of our faith. And God, we pray for strength over Thomas. We pray for life and health in every cell, every fiber, every tissue, every organ of his body. Let it be well and whole in Jesus' name. God, we pray that you would rebuke cancer. God, that there would be life. God, we pray strength. And Lord, I thank you for the power of this testimony. God, as we just heard, no matter what happens, we win. Lord, I thank you for that type of faith. And I pray that that type of faith would be multiplied in and through the People of Life Center. It's in the strong name of Jesus we pray. Come on, if you believe that, would you say amen? Amen. Come on, let's sing together today. Make your way out. Come find one of these prayer team members. Let's pray together.